This is your grandfather, and you're listening to the sweet sounds of Josie's boy. I <laughs> can't. <laughs> <laughs> favorite artist Josie's boy aka the king of stroke style and I'm back another episode of call me when it's over greatest show on earth thank you for everybody who's tuning in uh not only on the website but on hey Nikki not only not only on the website but also on uh <clears throat> Excuse me, Facebook Live. I'm streaming on Facebook Live at the same time. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, Rageworks.net. That's my family right there. And uh, Fred. Yo, Fred. Jesus. Yo, let's start this again. Yo, Fred. You getting black? <laughs> hey Nikki. Hey Nikki. Uh, what's going on, Chantel? Ladies. Uh, I love. I love you though. But yeah, this is important. So. Thank you for God. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please share share this because this is why is this some Benadryl? <laughs> yes, Rondo, Uncle Fred, Uncle Fred. Making moves. What's going on, everybody? Uh, it's your girl's favorite artist, Josie's boy, aka the King of Stroke Style, and you are tuning in to Call Me When It's Over, the greatest show on earth ever in existence, better than Nickelodeon. Trust me. Uh, I appreciate everybody who's listening right now, whether it be on the website or I'm, I'm uh, streaming live on Facebook. So I appreciate all you guys. Uh, shout out to Nikki, Chantel, my guy Rondo, and everybody else that's uh, tuning in. I appreciate you all. Shout out to my guy, uh, Met Fan Matt, and Home of Michaels in the building. Oh, man, guys. Uh, Rageworks.net, that's the family. Shout out to Rich. Uh, but get every one of my episodes on callmewhenitsover.com. Team Josie's boy. I'm the president. You guys come on and just join, join on the way before it gets too big. Trust me, it's, it's going to be huge. That's what she says. Uh, man, long, a long, long weekend. Long weekend. Uh, have a lot I have a lot on my mind I have a lot to get off my chest right now but um a lot of things aren't related as usual because you know I'm the dopest painter ever so but a lot of things bothered me lately man and if if I'm gonna say this now if anybody gets offended I appreciate you for getting offended thank you I hope you do uh I will be yeah 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 I hope somebody gets offended I hope so but uh you know what honestly I'm just gonna get to it uh this was a long weekend uh, hopefully everybody else did what I did and watched the get down uh, on the other day, like last week. So and watch, binge watch, binge watch the whole thing like I did. I got some things to say about that, but I'm not gonna say that right now. So uh, over the weekend, I'm gonna get straight to it. I'm gonna be honest, with you, I'm gonna get straight to it because I got I got some shit to say. So over the weekend, uh, from Thursday to Sunday, excuse me, I believe it was Swiss Beats did something for the art world. He held the No Commission Festival. Now, anybody that follows him knows that he's <clears throat> done this in Art Basel before. He, he he's, he's known to have his hand in the art world. And, you know, me, he gives a lot of, well, I don't know how much opportunity, but, he, you know, he reaches out to other artists and he gives people money and he does a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
He shouts people out on his Instagram. He gets people chances. I give him that much. So, uh, with that being said, he held the No Commission, uh, the No Commission Festival, <clears throat> and they wanted him to do it in Brooklyn. But what does he do? He says, uh, "I'm from the Bronx, so I need to be in the Bronx." So it's held in the Bronx. So Thursday to Sunday, he did a big thing. Now, part of me always had a little thing against him for. I understand he's a collector. <clears throat> now he's a collector, a full-blown collector. But a part of me had a little problem with the way he does things. Because even a few years ago, him jumping back in the pain, I'm like, bro, you're just using your name to, to, to make extra money. Like, yo, cut that shit out. Just be a businessman and make your music. Uh, I'm not telling anybody. I'm not stifling anybody's creativity. You know what I'm saying? Do what you want to do. But... Stop trying to, you know, stop trying to put your footprints in the world that you don't belong, son. You know what I'm saying? So, with that, excuse me, with that being said, he threw the whole no commission thing uh, from Thursday to Sunday. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. As soon as I heard about it, I was a little pissed because I saw the part of the Bronx that he did it in. And it's in the South. It was in the South Bronx, the completely gentrified part. Now, for people that know me, no, I'm full blown about community. I'm full blown about my people. I care about my people. You know what I'm saying? I I, I give a shit. Me being an artist myself, uh, I'm, I'm a, that's my job. You know what I'm saying? So I, I try to do as much for my people and 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 use my talent to kind of influence and inspire as much as I possibly can. So he did the festival, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it was a big fucking rollout. He did the whole the whole uh, ads, and it was with Bacardi. And he had the the whole list was of people. The whole list was of people of artists that kind of existed already, like people I knew, people I followed. A uh, great artist, you know. what I'm saying you had uh, Red Todd James Reyes, who's one of my favorite painters. You had uh, the Tats Crew in the building. I got you, bro. I got you. Uh, shout out to my boy Math. Uh, he had the Tats Crew. He had uh, was it was it Crash One? Like he had a lot of people. He had you know he he had those. Bronx artist, but as soon as I saw the lineup for the show, the first thing I thought was, all right, where's the opportunity in this? It's like, you're throwing a fucking concert, and you're throwing a big show with people that exist in the art world already. Like, I'm not saying it's wrong that you're trying to help your people get more money, but if you're talking about you're for the Bronx, you're for the people, you, you're for this, you're for that, an opportunity, where's the opportunity to get people that are already established? Why not help the people who are trying to come up? You know what I'm saying? Because <clears throat> in all honesty, there's a different there's a difference between the art world and I'm gonna get I'm gonna, I'm getting super political right now. Not even on some like presidential debate type shit, but like political as in <clears throat> society type shit. Excuse me. So he has all these established artists. <clears throat> he has all these established artists and. When I saw that he let out the now for the for for a festival, festivals are supposed to be free. Let's put it like that. So he had the free the festival free. That that's cool. But you had the RSVP. Now the main show was in uh, a warehouse, a warehouse in the part of the South Bronx that's that's owned by millionaires already. That's a part of the that's a part of the South Bronx. They're trying to wipe the wipe the history, wipe the culture. They're renaming it the Piano District. What kind of shit is that? So now me being from Brooklyn, I've seen the whole gentrification thing start from jump. You know what I'm saying? I remember growing up, growing up back in the projects, all the way from fucking 98, 99, I remember seeing white people walk through my building and it's like, yo, they don't belong here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not with that shit. So 
<clears throat> we all know all of these millionaires and private developers and stuff own all of this space. They own all of these buildings. And eventually, if you want to do something big, you have to get in touch with them. That's obvious. They're the ones that own the space. But with Swiss Beats being in the Bronx, from the Bronx, a man of the Bronx, to me, he did nothing but kind of play a part in contributing to gentrification. Like, let's be honest, that whole festival did nothing to help the borough. Like, I'm, I'm watching all this, like, uh, me personally, I see, I, like, I live by Yankee Stadium now, I've been there for three years, and I see all, you know, this is not, this is, this is not a race thing, this is like, just being right and wrong, you know what I'm saying? I, I see when these game days come, and I see all these white people come, you know, skipping, happy, happy joy joy type shit like they love coming over when the stadium is there and it, and the shit gets crowded it's hard for somebody like me to walk home when it's like fucking thousands of people blocking up all the subways blocking up all the fucking sidewalks so i have to walk all the way around <clears throat> and i know they this is this is untapped land for them you know what i'm saying this is this is all prime real estate for them they already got the south part so it's like all right now we got to take the rest so Whatever. Any point being, Swiss Beats did the festival, and in my eyes, all it was was a big fuckboy fest. Like you're telling me you're for artists and you're for opportunity, and I I knew nobody I knew, people who have resumes, nobody I knew who did anything great had anything to do with this show. And as many artists as I know, it's like all right, being a painter, being any kind of creative, we all know that we have to. Uh, we have a duty with being in the public eye. It's something we have to do. A lot, a lot of artists are uh, uh, introverts, and I know we have to be uh, people. Uh, well, people, people—that's redundant. But like, we have to be people persons. I guess that's the correct way to say. It. We have to like people. We have to deal with people. So let's put it like that. So, with that being said, it's like, all right, a, a festival like this, like it looks cool. It looks cool. It's like, oh man, he's bringing all these artists. Like, I get it. You're supposed to normalize. You're supposed to normalize what what is happening with art. It's like, all right, I'm gonna bring all these artists and get all of these native people to kind of appreciate the art. Good idea. Bad place to do it. If you're gonna do something, do it in a neighborhood that needs it. Let's be honest. Like, there's a fucking museum over there. There's lofts over there. There's condos over there. No, no. You're just fucking bringing money into a place that doesn't need the more more money because you're doing nothing but wiping us out. Like all those apartments are gonna be starting in January, I think it is. There's gonna be apartments over there starting for three thousand yeah, dollars. You're for the you're for the Bronx, but you're you're supposed to be helping us. How the fuck is the average person supposed to handle three thousand dollars in rent? Like niggas don't got food. Niggas don't niggas don't gotta buy food. We don't gotta buy we don't gotta pay phone bills. We don't gotta fucking buy clothes. We don't have to travel. We don't gotta. Bad enough, the fucking fare is going up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, if you're supposed to be helping somebody, giving people, giving people opportunities, then do it. All you did was make something a giant. As my boy Matt said, a giant fucking fuckboy fest for everybody to go and stick their dick out and fucking show their their their, their peacock feathers. To show who dresses the weirdest and who's gonna take the the most pictures with celebrities. Why should that fucking matter? Why does it fucking matter, bro? Somebody tell me, when did it become a requirement for me to take a fucking picture with a celebrity to solidify my talent? 
When did that start to fucking matter? I've seen, I've seen so many fucking people chasing this nigga around for five, four or five days just to take a picture. Oh, let me take a selfie with Snapchat or Instagram and fucking get Swiss Beats in the background. Yeah, that means I'm cool. I'm on the scene. No, and a lot of you motherfucking artists that I know that are all over Instagram talking all this shit, all y'all niggas went to. So every, every one of y'all niggas that talk shit about it and went, don't tell me nothing about you fucking scouting any, any kind of situations. No. You have joined in on the fuckboy fest. You're part of the dick sucking clique. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm tired of all these fucking people sitting there claiming to be something when all you want to do is a be, you want to be a part of the fucking scene. You want the juice. You know what I'm saying? What, what exactly is the juice? Like, oh, once, you, all right, here's the hard part. <clears throat> what bothered me was the people, like, so many people from Brooklyn came. Now I get it A lot of people Just looking for a good time Don't get me wrong I'm not trying to be like The angry black guy You know what I'm saying that, 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 That's not me That's not me um, I'm just a guy that, that calls it how I see it You know what I'm saying And When I see all these people I know from Brooklyn Come up To be Now this is supposed to be An art show Why the fuck is there a concert And he says it was free Then I saw him do an interview And it's On Hot Seven Said it was free But it sold out How can something sell out If it's free if it's a free space and a free event, why were the tickets not endless? Somebody explain that shit to me. This is supposed to be a free concert, a free art show. You're supposed to be able to just fucking walk in. And you had RSVP tickets. Like, my man, this is public space, bro. What the fuck are you doing? I understand, don't get me wrong. I understand you're a businessman. Let's be honest. You're saying it's a free event. Somebody got paid off of it. Somebody. You made money somehow. Because I know for a fact... Bacardi's not trying to lose all that money You're not trying to lose all that money All these other fucking sponsors Are not trying to lose money By just building sets and stages And 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 shipping all this artwork And let, It's bullshit That's all I'm saying, it's bullshit And I can't, like I said you know, math. I, I, it's, it's cool bro, Like I can't blame everybody That went because it's a give and take as an artist. Like it's hard. People don't understand that we have to be for people, but we also have bills. We also have lives to live. Like we have families. We have things to do. It's it's a hard give and take, bro. Like Swiss Beats, you might be a Bronx native, but right now, honestly, you're part of the corporation. And this is a corporation we're trying to we're we're slowly trying to run from. But sadly, we have to be in it, in a sense. Now, I'm going to explain something to y'all. I'm, like I said, I had a really long weekend, and there was a lot going on. Like, I have shows getting ready for. Uh, I have I have a lot of stuff to do. Shout out to, to Color Scenes and um, uh, my girl Jazz, my guy Rock, for throwing another dope-ass show. Um, shout out to all y'all, man. That that was a dope-ass event, and I got something dope coming with them soon, so y'all just keep on the lookout for that. But big shout-out to Color Scenes and uh, Bushwick Street Art. I appreciate y'all for always showing me love. Shout-out to everybody that came, too. I appreciate all y'all. So, uh, I had a meeting. And everybody that knows me knows, like, on some real shit, this show is like my, a confessional, in a sense. It's like I get to pretty much say shit, uh, whatever I want. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a, I'm a talker. I'm a speaker. You know, I, I let shit out. I keep... Nothing on my mind I say everything how I feel So uh, I had I had a, a meeting on Monday And I won't say who's with But it's somebody that's That has a nice little hand in the art world 
yes, she's white. And, you know, not to say that there's like a, a big fucking difference, but I'm going to try to explain something else. So I sat down with this woman and I met her a long time ago. Uh, I sat down with this woman and I showed her some of my work because she does things in a place where I want to be. Now, I've been, this year is going to be, in October, it's going to be 15 years I've been painting. I've been drawing my, you know, pretty much as long as I hold a pencil. But uh, 15 years in October, I've picked up the paintbrush and just kept going. And professionally, big ass air quotes, professionally, I want to say maybe about five, six years now, professionally, like actually making my own money, like five, six years. And it's hard, man. It's hard because for one, being an artist is something that's not respected, especially in a, in a minority neighborhood like where we're from. It's looked down upon. Like people respect you more for being an underground rapper than you actually putting pen to paper and making something that has nothing to do with letters. You know, like it sucks, but it's just the life we live. We're like fucking bottom tier importance. Even though women love us, when you're good, women love you. So I know I appreciate all the ladies who love me. I appreciate the guys too, but you know. Follow me on Instagram. J O S I E S B O Y. All one word. Hashtag your girl straight artist. Mm hmm. So, can you, get, can you get the juices ready? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I, I like to have a laugh too. Yes, yeah, so slide of my DM. Slide of my DM. So, anyway, point being, uh, I've been paying for a long time, and it's I love you. I love you too, Rondo. <laughs> and it's, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's like, for one, the first thing we do as artists, like we have to literally give everything we have to a never-ending struggle. Uh, we have to be out in these places. Uh, when you first start out, it's hard to make money. It's hard to make money regardless whether they know you or not. But we have to like literally pimp ourselves out. We have to be in these shows. We have to do things for free. We have to like be all over the scene. We have to know everybody. Like. I know a lot of I know a lot of artists I know a lot of artists I know a lot of people and <clears throat> it's yo it's it's literally like one of the toughest professions and after a while when you do something so long like I'm gonna be honest I've done countless amounts of shows out here I've done so many live paintings live paintings for I've done a lot of free live paintings too for a lot of people that don't show me any love now because they got a little name for themselves after I've contributed to whatever they want to do. I'm not going to call no names. I'm going to be a chatty patty. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. But I got a thing against a lot of people and that's why I don't go to a lot of events. Just know that. There's a lot of people I don't fuck with. So just know, y'all played yourselves. You know what I'm saying? So if, I, if, 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 you, if you get it right now, guess what? Join the Eat a Dick Club. If the shoe fits, wear it. So anyway... Yeah, no, Matthew, 100% right, bro. It's hard being an artist of of color, man. Being a minority, it's like making something from nothing should be respected. Like, sure, I could be a photographer, but I got to take a picture of something that exists already. Like, artists, we're, we're creating shit from our heart, bro. We're creating shit from the fucking soul. So it's like, so every time we give something to somebody, that's a piece of us that we lost. That's time that we lost, even though we spent that time putting love into everything. But point being, it's like, yo, y'all don't understand how hard we have to work. Like, we have to work. I sleep four hours a day every day. Since 2011, I sleep four hours a day, every single day. 
Everybody that's close to me knows this shit. I don't sleep. I literally work constantly. I have friends that call me 5.30 in the morning thinking I'm going to answer back. In a few hours when I get up, nope, I'm answering you right back. I'm wide fucking awake every day working. I don't have a typical 9 to 5. I chose this and I love it, but I just want respect. I want all my other people to get respect too. So, I had this meeting. Shout out to my guy Shakir who just joined in. I'm glad you... This is, a, this is an episode for artists, so I'm glad you joined in. Uh, so, that being said, I had this meeting and... The person I had a, a meeting with saw one of my saw one of my um, my posters, and she loved it. She fell in love. With it. She fell in love with, with the piece. And we, I went to her studio. We sat down. We spoke, and it was literally like a like a therapy session for like four or five hours. We just chopped it up and talked. The first thing she told me when I sat down was like, the main goal is to find how we can get you to cross over without looking like you sold out. Now she's from she's from New York too. She's from the South Bronx. A little older, way older than me. No, I'm not gonna say that. That's rude. But she's older than me, and she she understands what it's like to be for people. And that's like one of the hardest things as an artist of color. Like we want the Chelsea money. We want the commercial money. So money breeds opportunity. Opportunity. Like we want the opportunity to do big things. We have ideas, we have these big projects we want, to, we want to accomplish, but we need the money. So how can we transfer over into that world without our people looking at us as we're a part of the corporation? Like we sold out. Because the first thing, the first thing any, any, any nigga in the hood going to tell you, as soon as you start staying away from the bull, as soon as you separate yourself from negativity and just shit, like you just fall in line with what you want to do, Everybody's gonna start saying you sold out. Oh, nigga, you Hollywood. You think you better than everybody. And the first thing we're gonna say is like, I'm not. I'm not. Like, I'm still from here. I'm still one of you. And in all honesty, you're not one of them. You're not. I'm not saying as a person that I'm better than anybody. I'm not telling you to think you're better than anybody either as a person. But when it comes to talent, if you're great at something and they're not, in that realm, you're better than someone. There are people that have it. Like the way you can look at it, listen to a singer, or look at an actor, or look at a model, and say they have it. I know too many fucking artists that have it. And the first thing people will say, if they see them in a different light, this nigga sold out. This nigga Hollywood. This nigga think he better than him. You goddamn right. You damn right. And I fucking deserve to be in that light. We all deserve to be fucking celebrated. We work hard. And and I don't know Rondo thinks he, Rondo says he's better than everyone. I respect that. Uh, we deserve to be celebrated. We deserve to be I, I deserve to be hoisted on somebody's fucking shoulder. Like on some real shit. I don't brag about nothing. I don't brag about my resume, which I could. Like, yo, I've done some shit, son. I've fucking worked for Red Bull. I've done work with Kid Robot. I've done shit with Tom's. Like, yo, bro, I, I have a nice resume. And I don't ever throw that shit in nobody's face. And as soon as I tell somebody from another world, that art world, they're like, man, this guy has a story. We need him here. <laughs> But I don't want anybody. I don't want. I don't want my people to think I forgot about them, man. I don't want any of my people to think I forgot about them because I'm. I know what. I, I know what it feels like to, to be sold out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I want the money because I want to do great things for everybody. It's not just about me. 
I see the bigger picture. I inspire people. People tell me all the time that, oh, I keep working because of you. Like, I might not like like your pictures or I might not do this, I might do that, but I, I pay attention and I see what you're doing and or, or oh, my son thinks you're this and he started drawing today or my daughter thinks you're this and she's still drawing and she wants to take... Like, that's what we're here for. We're here to inspire, but how can we inspire everyone if we don't have a bigger platform? And it's sad that I have to have these conversations with these people, with these companies, with these curators, with these directors, and they tell me that, you know, I have to cross over to the other world, and that world just so happens to be full of white people. It's sad that we have to have that that conversation that, all right, for me to be successful, for me to be successful, I have to go befriend a bunch of white people. And like I said, this has nothing to do, it has nothing to do with race, but of course, if, I, if I'm going to make money, if I'm going to make something, I would love for... for and I'm not, I'm not saying nobody, none of my people don't support me. But if I'm going to make my millions and shit like that, I would love for a lot of that money to be for my people. You know? We spend so much of our money... Not me personally, but... We spend so, so much of our money on dumb shit. It's like, alright, I made it... When I, was, when I was heavy in making my bags, my bags were like $350, $400. Nothing crazy. A full-blown duffel bag, $400. And people were telling me it costs too much. You go into Louis Vuitton and spend eleven hundred dollars on a purse. Don't ask for no. Don't ask for no motherfucking re- refund. I mean, no um, discount. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Rondo, you, it's true. They do control the markets. It's a hundred percent. But don't forget. Remember, uh, Black Wall Street existed. We can we can do it again. We can do it again. We can own things. You know what I'm saying? I would I would I would love. For a lot of my people to have my stuff, whether it be a T-shirt, whether it be a fucking phone case, uh, if you want to own a painting, uh, shout to my homegirl uh, uh, Jennifer. Like she just bought something from me. Uh, she just received it today, so I'm gonna check my snap in a minute because I saw the message. But point being is, uh, let me get back to the original story. So I sat down with the curator, and we, you know, man, we sat, we talked about everything. She saw my work. She loves my work. Uh, I sat, we spoke about my pretty much my whole life story. And she tells me how interesting I am. And my thing is, I don't want the lifestyle, but I do want the money and I want the opportunity. I want I want to have a chance to be super successful. And I feel like I deserve it. So after that long ass conversation, well, I think we spoke for like four or five hours. After that long ass conversation with her, the only thing I, I can think of is like, yo, I'm close to getting what I want and I deserve it, but will my people still support me after a while? Because you know how it is, even with underground rappers, it's like everybody loves you when you're in your mixtape scene. It's like, alright, this nigga's dope. He grinding, he doing his thing. It look yo, matter of fact, perfect, perfect example. Look at Travis Scott. I've been listening to Travis Scott for a long time. Before he even got a when he first like I guess right when he signed the TI, I knew about him. And when he was like doing his thing, like when Cortana started to pop on on Al Pharaoh, like when he first got signed to uh, good music or whatever, like when all this mixtape shit was popping. Everybody's like, oh, fuck, he's the next, he's king of this, he's king of that, like, Travis Scott's the best. As soon as he started getting money, 
And he started getting these top 40 hits and shit like that. And he started working with Kanye. He started wearing Versace and bought a Rolex and did all the shit. But oh, he, he's a biter. He's stealing niggas' flows. He's corny. It's nothing but negativity. We don't show love and, and keep it going. We don't keep support on 100. And that's why a lot of us, meaning, you know, minorities... A lot of us don't make it because we don't have a lot. All right, let's put it like this: a, a good majority of us have these talents. We are a lot of us are all great at something, and some people don't want to realize it. Some people know what they're capable of, but they're afraid of using their talents to their full ability because they think that their people are not going to care about them anymore. And I'm not just talking about the fuck niggas that want to be cool in in their neighborhoods. Like, none of that shit matters. Even though there are people that care about that shit. But a lot of people have talents and are afraid to use them to their full capability because they think that our, uh, well, a lot of us think that our people are going to turn their backs on us. And I see, you know, when it comes to support, I don't beg anybody to support me. I don't... I don't beg... I don't tell people... I don't try to persuade people... To do anything. But... What I would like to see more of in New York... Of course it's going to take more than me. What I would love to see more of in New York is... This hometown love. Uh, Like I grew up in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But you know... My soul, my bread and butter is in the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? I was a teenager in the 2000s. So I remember seeing, like, you look at it, like MOP, they were always able to come back to Brooklyn. And of course, somebody going to get robbed, but you know, that's just how the neighborhoods are. But Mob Deep, always chilling in Queens. Stack Bundles, always chilling in Queens. Jim Jones staying in Harlem. It's like all these people were able to go back to their neighborhoods and chill. And they, you know, that's when they had the, 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 the support of their people. That's when people actually, you know, went to their shows and bought shit like that. And then, you know, once, once like, all right, Jim Jones never really blew up. So that's a bad example. Let's put like Jay-Z. Jay-Z became part of white America. And a lot of people don't like him for that. But what do you expect him to do if he needs more money for more ideas? It's like once you cross over, you become part of the corporation. So it's easy to become a quote-unquote sellout. But just because I put myself in a better opportunity, a a better space for opportunity, does that mean I'm a sellout? Does that mean I gave up on my people because I, I want a better house or I want to actually have a nice car or I want to live a good life? Is it wrong that I that I stepped up? And I took that opportunity to put myself on another level. Is that wrong? There's a lot of shit that don't make no sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to take my hat off. I'm sorry, y'all. But, like I said, being being an artist for so long, it's like you kind of see, you kind of see all, all sides. Especially, you know, because we're... we're Anybody that does anything for themselves, like you're an entrepreneur, you're a businessman, you're a businesswoman, like you, you make your own money, you know? So you have to look at everything from all different sides and say, all right, cool. 
um, I can continue do doing these events, and I can continue. Like, let's be honest. I I'm, I know a lot of people. I've done a lot of events, but then it comes a time in your life where you say, "Yo, I can't do this shit no more." There has to be another level. Unless you content. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. No disrespect to to a lot of the older dudes I know. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not trying to be fucking 41, 42 at some rinky-dink art show. Not to not to down anybody, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not trying to be one of them niggas that's 41, 42, 43 still trying to play catch-up. You feel what I'm saying? Like, there was a, of course, there was a lot of people, uh, a lot of graffiti dudes back in the day that weren't taught the business side of things. So they ended up like that. We just so happen to be in a different era where we can learn business and learn shit on another scale faster than a lot of people. So I know from personal experience, as much as I've done, and I've done a lot, anybody that, that's been following me for a long time knows that, oh, yeah, I've been in a lot of shows, I've done a lot of things, I've been to a lot of places, and it's now at the point where I'm, I'm exhausted. It's like, I like... I love there, there's nothing there's no greater joy than being around my people and spreading my work with people that I love or people from where I'm from I love sharing my talent with anybody but it, it makes me happy that I introduce another world and my work to my people but I don't I don't I don't know I don't know how long I can do the same shit over and over it's like I, you know, a few years ago I was working at Urban Outfitters. The longest job I ever had. Shout out to everybody that worked at Urban Outfitters with uh, Mario, Shayna, Charlie. Uh, who else do I have? Uh, uh, Kristen, Nate, like uh, Tom. Yeah, all you guys that I got on Facebook. Pretty much everybody else is like, I don't know how many other people I have. But um, oh, and David too. <laughs> When I was working there, I was there for probably about two years. I did a lot while I was there. I kind of, you know, I, that's that's where, when my style was born. Like I figured out my style, I figured out a lot of stuff. Uh, but I was also introduced to a whole nother world. Like big shout out to to, to my old GM, Kristen. Uh, I appreciate you. She was the one that introduced me to a commercial world. Like she introduced me to the people at Tom's, and I, I did stuff at Kid Robot because of her. So when when I would do these events, I did probably about five events with Tom's. Uh, at that time, when I was at the job, maybe two. But when I did... No, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you, though. Uh, <laughs> when... <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, uh, Matt, fan Matt, I love him. But he's, he's, trying, he's trying to bomb me with a luchador mask. <laughs> it's a video bomb. Yeah, he's trying to video bomb me. So... <laughs> so, anyway... Like she introduced me to a commercial world, and I did all these events, and it's like, all right, I'm meeting all these people, and I'm getting paid very well, very well. Then I got to come back to work, and be normal, just do normal shit, normal boring shit. Then one day while I was there, I went to an AIDS benefit concert with. Uh, Stephen Hill, the guy who used to run BET. Yeah. I went to an AIDS benefit concert yes. with, with uh, Billy Madison. 
Mike's Mike's girlfriend, her uncle, actually introduced us. Brought us. And uh, man, I was around so many people. I was I was like Diddy was there, Leo Cole was there. No, Kevin Lyles. Excuse me, Kevin Lyles was there. El Varner was there before she was like super famous. She was there. Buster Rhymes was there. And I'm not talking like I was just in the same building. Like nigga, we was in the same fucking room. Like niggas was sitting behind me, and it was dope. So I'm doing that all night, and I'm watching Buster Rhymes perform. And I'm seeing all these people, and it's like, all right, I'm rubbing shoulders with fucking celebrities, taking pictures with celebrities and shit, and then I gotta go back to work. I gotta go back to work. And it's like, there's certain moments where you hit, and you know you belong there. And I felt that way the first time I went to Art Basel. I felt that way that night. And I felt that way the first few times I worked for Tom's. It's like... I deserve to be on a bigger platform. And the big fucker is how do you do that without somebody calling you a sellout? That's the shit that we as artists have to live with. We have to deal with, alright, this nigga Hollywood, son. This nigga ain't shit. He used to be on the block. He used to be. It's like, we gotta deal with the bullshit. And let's be honest. A lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of, and I'm not trying to down anybody because I really appreciate everybody that gives me the support. I love everybody that gives me their money, their hard earned money. I appreciate it. I give y'all a lot more. You know what I'm saying? That I, I'm supposed to. I deal with deadlines moving up fast. Like, I, I, I appreciate everybody. But I know if I want to make a big living and if I want to hit a certain level, like, I'm trying to fucking paint private planes and shit. I'm trying to cover the fucking world. I'm trying to do commercial shit. If I want to do that, I can't just settle for less. But then, once I hit another level, who's going, how many of my people won't care about me anymore? I don't know, man. And that that's that that's scary. That's scary. It's really scary. And you know, tying tying out tying that all back into the beginning. It's hard. It's hard to want to be for somebody and want to be for your people and want to be for your community. But then on the other side, knowing that your job is or your career is going to put you into the position of the people that's hurting your people. Once I step into the realm of the real, the, the art world, that big quote, art world. I become a part of the machine Then I'm gonna get played the same way Swiss Beats is getting played People are gonna fucking pick at me And I don't know how I feel about that man So It ain't easy bro It ain't easy Just know All my other artists I believe in y'all I'm saying And We gonna be in the right place soon man We gonna figure some shit out So But besides that I'm sorry, everybody who believes in no commission can eat my dick. Swiss Beats, I ain't got no beef with you personally because I don't know you, but if you bought into the fuckboy shit, don't know me anymore. Except for you, Matt. I'll fuck with you, Matt. Like, I already have a stage situation, but everybody else can eat my dick. I'm going to take a break. I'll be back. 
to the east. The boss of cars, the lord of the board. The ones with the platinum vocal cords. We're the scientists of design. With a magical might. The monarch of the dark in the night of light. We advertise and specialize in the exercise that will energize the young lady. Not, not, not a lot of people know I'm obsessed with the whole 80s era, 80s, or late 70s, 80s. Like, I love good music. You know what I'm saying? I love good shit. But Grandmaster Flash, man, that was like, man, that's like, that's that's my whole childhood here, man. Like, that shit is amazing. But, you know, 80s baby, 90s raised me. So my bread and butter comes straight from 90s, 2000s. You know what I'm saying? that 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 That's life right there, you know? But I just so happen to be raised by my grandmother. So shout out to uh, the lady in my name, Josie. Josephine, my grandma, my grandma Josephine. So I appreciate you. I love you. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can see this. So because she she be like sneak watching my videos. So uh, today, guys, I have a great guest with me. Like you hear him from time to time. And now it's 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 his turn to be on my show. Uh, I am sitting with a really good friend of mine, my brother, friend to the room, uh, Jay, the Red Shanty. Everybody say what's up to my guy. What's going on, bro? What's the up, guy man? who often chimes in whenever yeah. he feels like it at times. He, he gets to say things from time to time. Yeah. So today, uh, you know, oh, sorry for that. Yeah, uh, shout out to everybody watching me on uh, Facebook Live as usual. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all. This is your midday afternoon lunch extravaganza for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's at work, tune in. I appreciate y'all. Uh, everybody else you old school at noon pretty much yeah <laughs> you, you guys got something to watch when you get home so you know uh real quick real quick i'm i don't know if everybody's seen the get down just watch it i'm not gonna give any spoilers just watch it it's been out for maybe about two and a half weeks now almost three weeks two weeks about two weeks so if you haven't watched it watch it it's dope yes christina i'm usually on late i have things to do this week unfortunately so now, fortunately, fortunately, it'd be fortunately for me. So, fortunately. yeah, I mean, I mean, I like to, I like to switch it up sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Give something people to watch throughout the day. Everybody needs their fix of me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So if you haven't watched it, get down. Please watch it. It's, it's, I, I love, I love the word culture, but I feel like it's thrown around a little too, too loosely now. So watch the get down is dope. It's, it's worth it. I know there was a lot of discrepancies with it, uh, because of the Latino, uh, the, the Latino representation in the show. But it was it's 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 a show that's worthy, and I'm pretty pissed that I gotta wait till next year to to see the rest of it. So that shit was just super dope. But outside of that, man, 
uh one of my biggest loves in music there's been a lot that's been pissing me about pissing me off about music lately uh big big age gap but that's a whole nother conversation i'm gonna be honest with you uh fuck Lil yachty fuck Lil uzi vert i can't stand either one of them <laughs> ugly niggas uh they their music sucks and their haircuts suck i hate the pink dress not i hate the, yeah, not into the pink dress no no, no, I don't knock weird haircuts and shit like that, but them niggas just suck. They don't speak English. I'm sorry. They just sound <laughs> fucking stupid. So anybody that knows me knows that I'm appreciative of music and, 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 and I, I love it. I believe in the word culture, but you know, the way I grew up, 90s, man, it's, it's, of course, we had the greatest, some of the greatest hip hop ever in the 90s, 2000s, but we had some of the best R&B ever. It's like, all right, cool. You had your, your funk and your soul and all that in the 60s, 70s, 80s had some, uh, the 80s were made for one hit wonders when it comes to music. Oh yeah, please. Made for one hit wonders. So the 90s to me perfected R&B. Uh, in, in my eyes, it got, it got a little, it, it kept transitioning and getting better going into the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? My high school years, that was, that was my bread and butter. Shout out to everybody from international studies. Not everybody because I don't like all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? There's some, there's, I can't like every one of y'all. You know what I'm saying? There's some of y'all I fuck with, but shout out to everybody that went to international studies. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you. If not, I have no, I have no idea why the hell we friends on Facebook. I'm not even gonna lie to you. But, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name everybody that I'm cool with. You know what I'm saying? But everybody that knows who I'm cool with, like, you know, you know what's up. A shout out to my guy, Chris Scott, too, cause this dude, me, him, and my homeboy, Nyamba, we called him Ziggy. Uh, cause he had dreads and Ziggy Marley, you know, uh, a great I, representation. I, I, I know, I right? So fucking genius. Uh, shout out to them cause th- these dudes I've had like ultimate RB, more, more, more like Chris was an appreciator, you know what I'm saying? But Ziggy was like all about dead into it, you know what I'm saying? So me and him had some epic fucking conversations. But, uh, you, sir, are a big appreciator of R&B. You love R&B. Shit, I based my whole life around that shit. Yeah, you love R&B. <laughs> everything is it? And you 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 you're more of a, a early mid 90s guy. Oh yeah. Specifically, that's like your bread and butter. So, who uh, I mean, without without saying, of course you had Joe to see, but like who did you do you you pride yourself on being a fan of oh, when just, it comes to just that? listening, like man, listen, just listening and memorizing shit because that was always a thing for me. Who I it was like Joe to see, Boys to Men. Right. Uh I, I to this even to this day, boys to men would 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 whatever I'm uh, I'm feeling like I'm out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I need to like rejuvenate myself, get get back into my head. Right, I'll play some boys to men. It'll get back in, get my head. Uh, Joe, Joe, yeah, uh, Joe, Joe's a staple. Joe's Joe, a staple. Uh, we had uh, John B. The breakthrough of of the babyface La Face. The, yeah, I the mean, great white hopeless. He, like. Yo, yeah, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Babyface was one of my one of, one of my um my go to guys. Really, he had su- he he was like. Just I don't think he could sing well. I thought that for the, he had good songs. Yes, he did. Yeah, he had. Yes, good he songs. did. I'm not gonna say he was a great singer, but he had good songs. Yes, he did. Very nasally. That ca- that nasal cavity was very extremely, <laughs> extremely, <laughs> very nasally, extremely. Um. And his brother was just the same way with um, what was it after seven? After seven, after God, seven. his bro- no, that goes God, to show you how much a, I know my shit. His brother had a better voice though. Oh, he did he way did. better voice. It was like an octave higher, but yet he stood like in tone, like he had a nice tone. For yeah, him. yeah, it, still it was annoying. Almost, it was it was like for Babyface, it almost sounded like if he was missing Vicks, like he, he needed some <laughs> but Whip Appeal to come on, it's like cool, um, I'm in it. Uh, someone like you, great song. But one of the big guys that I love, and even to this day. Uh, even my daughter would recognize whenever I, I sing it is um, mm-hmm. Brian McKnight. 
Okay, Brian, Brian McKnight, McKnight was a staple. Brian McKnight is uh the oldest twenty year old at that time. <laughs> Brian McKnight looked old as you fuck. know. I know somebody that looks just like him too, and, and he's really young and really young. He right? looks old as shit. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like he had the California raisin look. It was just yeah, like, he was he was the first Benjamin Button. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he he was Dante Button, the black brother. But he had the, the voice. Uh, the, the yeah, Brian McKnight got that voice anytime. He uh, got that lose your panties voice. How how is it that you make a song just out of an instruction manual? Easy oh, one. It's like, like a dream come true. All right, so I'm going to tell you what these what to do in this song, and at the end, just repeat everything. And that's exactly how he is. That like that's like plain instructions. Yeah, that's how, exactly how he did. he said it too. He said it in the, in, the, in the interview. He says, uh, "I came up with the song. I was putting together my stereo equipment and." I was like, you know, this could be a song. I was like, inspiration hits you from anywhere. Any fucking <laughs> where, bro. Anywhere. Of what anybody tells you inspiration can hit you from anywhere. And, you know, it's it's so funny because, like, Brian McKnight has been around what, since 89. Yeah. 89, 90, 89, like late 89. So this dude has a fucking tenure. Yeah. And when it, when it comes to his music, it's like this dude spanned decades. And you didn't even, like, realize that. He spanned... Two decades Two already, decades, and then you didn't even realize like songs that were being played at weddings and shit like that. You like, hey, Brian McKnight been around for that long? Yeah, shit. he's been around for a minute. He's been around for. A minute. Then there's the ones that I wish could have stood around longer, like uh, Montel Jordan, like Montel Jordan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why do you want Montel Jordan to be around? <laughs> I, I, I like Montel Jordan, but Montel Jordan was a very intimidating factor because he was like six like five yeah, and can sing and uh, nigga, he was six five, played basketball. Yeah. You know, had a, it was you know had a look to him. You know, w- women dug him. He was he was a good looking dude. And it was always weird to look at videos of him because the girl was almost like Smurfish, and he was standing next to him. Yeah, I'm be honest with you, like Montel Jordan picked up some of the the most surprising collabos. Like, who would have thought that he would have did a song with Master P and Soak the Shaka? Right. Of all people, it's like you could have had anybody in the game. You could have got Mace. Could have got anybody. You pick Master P of all people, but it's also the real thing too because you got a guy his size. You like, dude, why you not in NBA's? Because I suck, but I can sing my ass. Right, you're right. I uh, yeah, sing. exactly. <laughs> I can so sing though. The sad part about him is that you know him going broke, and he sold his whole. Well, he had like four albums. Yeah, he sold no, actually six because it was like yeah. niggas didn't pay attention to the rest. But uh, one pop, two popular ones. His whole catalog he sold for sixty thousand dollars, and you hear that shit. Everywhere now. Um, fuck, how the hell you go on uh, Jackson Hewitt? Got, uh, got fucking, this is how we do it. At, uh, at tax return fucking commercials and shit. Not even just that. Like, like uh, uh, you've never been on a cruise, but I, when I when I I went to the uh, cruise, I went to the Bahamas on a cruise mm. a few years ago. I want to say like 2012, and literally all the white people in dance contests like that song came on every single fucking time jesus christ every if it wasn't that it was like that vc hey big girl going back it up like i fucking <laughs> hate that song but yo it's like monto jordan had some fucking hits bro and it uh, it's hard for me it's hard for me to say like what was the golden era of r&b when it, when it comes to music because it's always like people get lost in the time you needed it like your bread and butter right. you know what i'm saying it's like some people say the golden era of hip-hop was older older people say the 80s 70s 80s when it started uh everybody else would say the 90s is the golden era then you got people who like i appreciate it all you know what i'm saying i grew up with all of it but i you know when you when when you're in high school it's like 2000 2001 2002 2003 like that like the 50 cents the dip sets all that shit like that 
was like my bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? Even though I know all the Nas's and the Coogee raps and all that shit, like 2000s would be my bread and butter. So when it comes to R&B, I like resonate a lot. As I got older, I resonated with, with, with it a little more because I understand right. the stories. But the 2000s had like some some hits, like the early 2000s, because like Genuine, Genuine came out mid 90s, right? But he didn't get really popping to like. I hate this song. Really? Yeah, I fucking hate this song. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Like, all right, and that was and, and, and that was the other thing about like nineties R and B as well. Right, but it was good cheesy it was, sometimes. It was it was that. Do you have Do you have a song? A go to that? No, 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 no. Do you have one song that you think of that's a popular R and B song that's overrated? Oh, um. I'm pretty sure you like so many. There's so uh, many. I, to, to be honest, I think um, I'll make love to you is very overrated. Boys to Men's. Really? I, you don't I think, think it? Yeah. I, I, I can see it. I can see it. so fucking cheesy. I can even see if you it. listen to the words, it's like, close your eyes, make, make a, a wish, wish, and blow, blow out, out the, the candle lights. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? You got that from a Hallmark card? No that's facts, though. That's a here. fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, and, and but mind you, those albums, um, Boys to Men, and then Boys to Men, Boys to Men Two is like, woof. Those 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 were like fucking albums. Like, yeah, they had some shit on it. Yeah, but I'll make love to you. Was just like, I would take on Bend the Knee over. I love, love on Bend the Knee. Yo, that song touches my heart every time I hear it. So I love that song. I love um, that song. And if if you guys want to get real nasty, get um listen Ooh, to uh. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I knew you both that. parts, both parts. Somebody getting pregnant. Oh no, fuck that the, the the freak me twelve inch version. Oh shit, man. Yo shot. Yo big shout out to my guy, my guy uh, Lewis. Like that's my dude right there. Me and him used to work at Virgin, and it's funny because like he has this thing where he like he was like, oh I need to, I love uh, being the dude that put people on. Right. And he's like, I, I was the one to introduce this. So it's like so when I came, it was like oh yeah. Yeah, you don't know about this. You don't yeah. know about this. You don't know about this. Like yeah, you, I'm like, yeah, yeah listen I, to this. Remember, I'm groundbreaking. I'm the trendsetter. You feel I know me? Like, before you. <laughs> so it's like he, he had this thing about H Town, so he would like try to put me on to their first album. I'm like, yeah, listen to them. I said, but do you know like the last two albums? Right. Or did you know they had an album a year mm-hmm. ago? And it's like, oh shit, son. Like, but he, yo, he has a really good ear. So shout out to him, man. But it, you're right, like. I'll make love to you is like one of the cheesiest songs they ever made, but uh, it's on every fucking now. This is but listen to uh, But it's a so relax. Yes, take it slow. We I ain't got, got nowhere to go. Come on, what? <laughs> and then you have Dwayne Martin in the video of all people. But please, of they, all people. Every, the, every, and that, was it? Wait, that, wasn't it? Wasn't um this the main girl? Uh, um, Lark Voorhees was. Yes, it, it Lisa, right. Turtle. Yeah. Lisa Turtle. Lisa Turtle. Lisa Turtle. That shit. It was. That shit was every cliche possible Everything. thrown in every in the song and in the video. Everything. And, you know, it was another uh, guy that I always my my other go to is and you fucked with him too. Um, the um, Donnell Jones. Heavy, heavy, uh, heavy. So 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 underrated. Uh, so underrated. But it's funny because like even when his first album came out, he redid. Uh, he redid. Um, that uh uh. The Stevie uh the Stevie Wonder joint uh because I love yeah. you I love uh-huh. like yo. This guy has some joints. There was there was there was a time that I I missed. It was maybe I didn't. I, it wasn't it wasn't a single, but mm-hmm. it was in the album. Uh, and when I found out about it, it was like a year later, and I thought it was like some new shit. And somebody <laughs> put me on and was like, "That shit is old." Um, Donnell Jones, "All Her Love." Oh, that from from the from uh um uh that the the what's the, you know what's up or whatever I, I think the name of like, the yeah, album and the, I but that just the way album. it was made like it sounds old with the record like the old record sound like that kind mm-hmm. of thing and i can listen to it to this day and it sounds like it was just made yesterday it's perfect she and, gives me 
Oh, like, yeah. rendezvous. That's I'm like, what I Oh shit! That's another song that suddenly hears me sing, and she goes, "Oh my god, again!" <laughs> yo, I swear to God, when that album came out, yo, bro, I kid you not. For all right, for for, for y'all that don't know, like me, me, me and Jay, like we're we're pretty much like brothers. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's like my older brother, and we sit here, we have these conversations constantly, constantly, and we have R and B night. Yes, <laughs> no fucking joke. It's like, like like everybody, you know, there's always memes or like like uh like fucking the album comments. covers. No, like, comments where people go if you're in the room with your man y'all listen to R&B something wrong with y'all niggas like no we listen to good fucking yeah, music yeah exactly shut like, up you I'm know what I'm saying my motherfucking manhood shit you feel me <laughs> it's like, I, I bet you yeah you can talk all that shit but I text I, I send out three texts right now I'm getting three texts back exactly I bet <laughs> yeah y'all little niggas sitting in there thinking wish y'all can get bitches off this shit like alright I'm sorry I hate that word <laughs> I apologize but um yo Donald Jones is like super fucking underrated man when that album came out and All Her Love is probably maybe my favorite song on the album i'm not even gonna lie to you and because it was at, <laughs> this is so corny <laughs> at this time like i was i was in high school of course at the what when did the album come out i want to say like 99 2000 yeah it was around, around it was, that time it was about so i had like my birthday is in october so i started uh i started school super early like at 13 uh so there was this girl named victoria that i liked now she was like the popular girl now all right i'm when it comes to high school like before i came to brooklyn right. i wasn't the super duper popular kid but i made my name around because at that point you know i had you know i was or well, at least i was told i was good looking apparently like i i had night i finally had nice clothes you know what i'm saying i wasn't yeah, fat anymore shelling. like everything came came came, came to came fruition yeah so then yeah this is my shit <laughs> then uh, i love if y'all know i'm just playing this love yes right? yeah. yeah see y'all gonna hear when the episode come out probably tomorrow so but um when that album came out you know you know how it was you had to go buy cds yeah. We didn't have no downloads. We had to go buy CDs. Or a fucking cassette that was going out of the way. No, no, by, no, no my time cassette, was cassette. You, no, cassettes were still... They, were still um, they, were still they didn't start, stop... Because I was buying cassettes in 99. I was getting singles. I was getting the 99... The, the it was like 50 Because yeah. CDs were like transitioning to yeah. full-time in like 2000, 1999, right, 2000. Right. So... And shout out to my guy, Matt Fan Matt. He's turned on by listening to this, <laughs> apparently. So shout out to you, brother. Um, hey, Trina. I see you. So... When this album came out, bro, I kid you not, like I I was in love with Victoria. Like at that at the, at that point, I didn't really like I'm a I'm a great conversationalist. Is that is that the, yeah, that's the word? Yeah. Uh conversationalist. And I can speak to a woman, but I have a hard time like approaching in a sense. Really? Depending well, on depending on the situation, it's still 50-50 now. Because yeah. I'm a shy dude. I don't look like it and I don't act like it, but I'm a shy dude. Yeah. I get really nervous around certain women. Like I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'll like fucking clam up. Yeah. But at that point, like I was only 14, 13, 14, so I had just lost my virginity. I was still new to the game. I was fucking all the time, you know what I'm saying? But I was still new to the game, so I didn't really know how to speak to women. So right. I, I literally like Victoria had a boyfriend named Chris that I played ball with. Fat Puerto Rican dude, uh, I couldn't stand his ass. <laughs> so I, I had, I built up the courage to actually tell Victoria that I liked her, and she was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I won't look at you different." A week later, she broke up with this nigga, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I got a chance." Nope, she ended up going up with somebody else. You son of a. I was like, "Yo, she's like the first, no, second high school girl to like." fake break my heart <laughs> but, but, you, you, but you weren't like me though because we, we've had conversations like this before mm-hmm. you, you're not like me where uh if you've you know if you've broken you had a broken heart or whatever mm-hmm. the go-to was to um so it's like r&b music like to soothe the soul and shit yeah nigga i yo i listen to all her love on repeat constantly 
constantly. <laughs> like, it got to the point where it was like, yo, turn that shit off, son. <laughs> I was so heavy in my shit. Like, cause I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I'm, 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 I'm a lover. You know what I'm saying? I'm a lover. Like, I love love. I love women. Yeah. I'm really affectionate and shit like that when I'm in a relationship. I remember uh, when um I broke up. Well, I wouldn't, wouldn't break up. She actually left. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to Josie. I have her on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> she um she had left, and I was torn. Like, mm-hmm. I was torn apart. And at that time, it was uh, Jodeci's Diary of a How Mad How old were you? Uh, about... Uh, 18, 19. Okay. It was probably about that. 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Okay. And, um, she's actually a really good friend to this day, but, um, she, she, uh, she left and I would play, I played Diary of a Mad Band mm. like that whole, for like a week. <laughs> it's been an hour since you've been gone. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, you do the, and I was such a fucking drama queen too that I would stand in the middle of the fucking room and just, you know, and we I, I would, I would hope that you were alone. I would, no, well, yeah, I was alone. Yeah, I would hope so, cause. And it, it, it was, it would, it was kind of awkward if somebody walked in and saw me like crying and shit. Yeah, that'd be pretty. And it's like, why is your shirt off? Shut up! Wait, Turn the light off. Are you sweating? <laughs> this thing got why, you on your knees. Get why out your here. pants so big? Pick them up. <laughs> And, no, oh, like I, I 100% feel you. Like my first, all right, I had lost my virginity when I think this, that kind of fucked me up to this day. Uh, I lost my virginity when I was like 13, turning 14, and I was it was like to my to, to my like a sister's best friend, which she's on Facebook. She has she's watching on Facebook now. Uh, she knows now that she, she didn't know then that she took my virginity. Right? And she knows now. All these years Whoops. later. <laughs> Whoops. So. I think that kind of fucked me up in the head because right. that made me that gave me like all the confidence like all right women like me now so it's like I can you know in my mind I'm like this super romantic suave ass dude right. and you know actually I'm some, I'm some awkward ass motherfucker with big shirts <laughs> so I would listen to R&B music the two tall shirts no no that didn't happen until like 2004 oh, okay. 2004 at that point you know like 99 everybody's just wearing shirts bigger than them right like that's just how it was oh my god I just saw a guy on a fucking bus the other day who had the big the big guy um uh button down like it was just oh, the, just the, oversized diesel like it's like Jay-Z stopped it you should too I'm like listen um it's either you're on heroin or you just can't let it go. Yeah, he's, he's stuck. He's stuck in change. Yeah. You, you you also tell me before that you, you don't you're not into um, having sex with music like having music. I don't on. need music. <laughs> I don't need music. The woman's voice is the all the music I need. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, as much as I as much as I love sex, yeah. I wish I can get it more often. I get it enough, but I wish I can get it more <laughs> often. <laughs> That's none of your business, though. Just know I just know I'm I'm good. Just very single, but I'm good. Who amongst us don't think that same way? Yeah, I wish I could have it every day, but at least I got food. Yeah, when I when I was I was corny like that. Like I would have music and sex intertwine each other. I respect that. But I was. Did you I show up with I, a, a cup of brandy and a candle? No, no, and a smoking jacket. <laughs> And a fucking and a big and a cigar that blew bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> no, um, but the reason why I did it also was because my mother's room was like right there. Ah. So ah. it and it was odd because like the opposite wall was the concrete wall. Okay. And then the wall where my bed was at was the fucking sheetrock wall. And 
So it's I either noise or dense. Exactly. So it was like one of the, and I'm not going to say either one didn't happen because it did happen. Exactly. One of the, one of the songs, of course, R. Kelly was, was like the shit. How could I, it not? Oh, please. Your body's calling me whenever that became the anthem in my house when they heard your body's calling you me. It was, was like, up. you was fucking right. I was like, yes. And I wasn't why, alone. Why aren't you? And I wasn't alone. Exactly. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't Pamela. Yeah. No, no, that uh, R. Kelly was definitely, definitely. Not. R. Kelly, R. Kelly's a, a musical genius. Like, I'm be honest with you, like I understand. I understand this man was on tape eating somebody's butt. No way to justify that shit. Like you peeing on little girls, you should get condemned for that. I tell you that much. You know what I'm saying? But I still celebrate his music the same way niggas still celebrate Kobe and Ben Roethlisberger and fucking all these other cheaters and rapists and niggas that take steroids. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's all the same thing. I don't condone it. I can't justify it. But listen, let's don't deny talent. That's what I'm saying. R. Kelly's a musical genius. And he he. he got a lot of people pregnant with his music a lot of people got pregnant to his music yeah i'm not gonna lie to you like i didn't start because my thing all right so this this is this is how i go this is how i go the only reason i don't play music i have sex is because i don't usually bring anybody to my house that that was like that was like my rule of this song my rule was like all right you don't you don't come to my house but but you know this is the thing like this is the first time in my life that i've been single since i was 15 right i've been that's crazy i've been single in 15 years i've always had a girlfriend or some woman tied to me all through high school and even a little bit after high school but the one time i the 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 time i did i was living on st mark's i was in brownsville i was living on st mark's and my grandmother's room was like literally not far from me it's like super close so this is when chicken and beer was out i think it was so i would like play ludicrous really loud so nobody would bother me. And I played, <laughs> I played music loud no matter what. So nobody thought anything about it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I had to, I, that's the only time I really played music. Yeah, I, I had, I had that. And my, my house was basically, I was the opposite. My, my house was the fucking slut box. Everybody came into my crib and we, everybody did. I respect that. Yeah, it was one of those. Cause I'm the only child. Yeah, so you were my lucky. Mother, my mother worked like 18 hours a day. You know, I didn't, I, I, Rather, rather be outside fucking in a project staircase or some shit. Well, I got the crib. You know, oh no, I was infamous for project staircase. <laughs> I was infamous. That's all was my virginity. Did, did, did your neighborhood was the the penthouse, the the rooftop called the penthouse suite? No, it's Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. That's Pebble the other Beach. one too. Yeah, yeah Pebble, Pebble Beach. Beach. Yeah, <laughs> the I was one. I was so I lost my virginity on the rooftop. I had staircase. a friend of mine, real close friend. Um, that's the P. Steve. He um he had a girlfriend before they would go to school. They would. <laughs> they would go to the rooftop They would go to Pebble Beach mm-hmm. He had a quilt already set up Oh that nigga's he had, ready He had a quilt already And since he couldn't bang in his crib He had to go up to Pebble Beach And it was already set 7, 7.45 mm-hmm. Get your rocks off So by, by 8.10, 8.20 You walk into school get it done. And we were like <laughs> They were like So we would even be like on the other side mm-hmm. And you know in certain projects There's a window Always So we would just be throwing rocks at them while they fucking Always <laughs> Always, like, always. No like, R&B music though. If you, if you, if you like, honestly, you know, we, uh, you know, I grew up in the nineties, so it's like if you, if you grew up in the projects or grew up near the projects, you didn't have sex on a project staircase at least once. Right. Then I guess you're a little more civilized than me. All right. I guess so. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, you know, my hands for you. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, some Chardonnay. You know what I'm saying? If I had emojis back then, I gave them to you, yeah, but I can't you do that right now. So, but um. Yeah. <clears throat> 
But that was our era though For, for, for me Especially like in the 90s It was mm-hmm. In parties It was If it wasn't R&B Being played It was reggae Right so it was, And it was always that Back and forth And it was always 90, 90s reggae was, was the shit I mean It was just, just Please We would go to My boy's career My boy Frankie he, Yeah Every day after school We would go to his, And it was in his room mm-hmm. And the room was like No bigger than a fucking in a bathroom stall Always And Always. it'll be 25, 30 of us And it's meant that It's like And it, was, it paired off evenly At right. times Because it was just Guys and girls Just sweating to fucking R&B and fucking reggae That's it For like a yeah. good, for like 4.30 like, to, to like 6 o'clock that Every old, day good old, good old afternoon parties Yeah afternoon jams afternoon I remember The first time I actually went to A party In my teenage years And the first time I ever danced with a girl, and it was—I forgot what song it was to, but at that point, this was 2000, 2000, it's two thousand, and two thousand, about either two thousand, two thousand one, around that time. And at that point, bro, for some reason, I was super feeling myself. Right, I'm like, yo, because I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, like the little girlfriend that I had, the one that you know took my virginity, she, uh, I was. 14, 15, so it's like, ain't no way in hell I'm just gonna be with one girl. Like, I'm, I realized, like, yo, I can get any girl I wanted when I was in high school. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it was always, and I had it, I didn't, it was in the system. I guess it's just like, that's how much I fucked up. That every other month, it would just be like a new girl. It's like, oh, I'm not fucking work. So at this time, I had my little girlfriend. Uh, I'm sorry, Christina. I had my little girlfriend, <laughs> and. I was talking to this girl named Lorena. Oh my god, yo! For like, she yo at that point, I you know I have very big lips, so it's hard for me to find somebody that actually matches me. And yo, her joints are like pillows, bro. Yeah, I was about to say it's like um, it's like you got two um, seat cushions going together. It was heaven. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, and she was a church girl too, so you know they be the ones that's super on the low. So at that point, I was like feeling myself. So I went to, I played basketball at Boys Harbor. For everybody, you know, who's from uh, East Side of Harlem, shout out to Boys Harbor. Uh, I I went to a dance because the team, we made it to the semifinals yeah. and we lost because they let a senior play because it was his last year and he just like threw up mad bricks. So I went to the party and I felt really good. And there was this girl named Gina that I liked. And I kept telling myself, like she, she was light skinned Puerto Rican, you know, always a typical girl that that uh, everybody wants. So I went in there, had my Foot Locker t shirt on, had my Perry Ellis sneakers. <laughs> I, some, I forgot what kind of jeans I had on, but it was dark blue. You know, when they started putting all the dye in them. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to, you know. I, and I'm walking around with my boys, and I realized like the crowd would get thinner and thinner because they would leave to go with girls. And I was just so awkward standing there. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what to do. I had no clue what to do. Like, I've been having sex for a while, but I have no clue how to you approach your anybody. Your pocket, just like, awesome, yo, this is my song. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a fucking cornball at this point. You know what I'm saying? But because they played one of my favorite Drew Hill songs, I had the nerve to ask a girl to dance with That's me. That's right. It wasn't Gina. No. But it was still experience. That's right. Shit. And I would like to thank Drew Hill. <laughs> I would like to thank 112, who was out by, at that point. Uh, Drew was already done by that point because they didn't come back out till like mid 2000s. But R&B saved my life. <laughs> it saved my life. It opened doors. Yes, it opened doors, and I still have really weird confidence. I have the like ultra super weird confidence. Like, had, did did music help you learn how to flirt with women? Yes, and because 
at that especially in that age mm-hmm. i had a i had a pre i had that pre post pubescent voice okay so i can actually hold a a, a tune like right. I, I was like nice i actually you know i had people come from kid you not I had people come from projects. Mm-hmm. While back in the days, people would battle each other in rhyming. Mm-hmm. I had people come from projects. And my cousin Luke could attest to this too. He'll tell you mm-hmm. that they would come to battle me in singing. That's now, and I'm and I and I'm not no fucking Brian McKnight, yeah. but like I can hold the tune. Mm-hmm. So that was my way of flirting. That was my my. Like, oh God! Like, even at my my twenty uh, first birthday party, we had a, a date do together some like little block party not a block party but like a little park jam for us mm-hmm. and they put the mic out and they played music and it was like yo right here just go and right we would sing and yeah that was the opening way and chicks dug that shit hey, right. it was cool That's that googly eye motherfucker can actually sing ah <laughs> uh, yeah i was i was able to to sing for maybe one year and then my voice changed and then it changed again when i got older yeah my, my voice was super deep when i was like 11 mm-hmm. and by the time i had 15 it was like this I'm like, what the fuck is this? So you you, you were sounding like um, uh, I sound like my grandfather. Everybody thought it was my grandfather when I answered the phone. <laughs> then it went from, oh, I'm sorry, sir, can I speak to to, hey, miss. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> ma'am, can I speak to the man of the house? I come through the phone and smack the shit out you. <laughs> but act like you speaking to a man. Yes, uh, yes uh, I'm, I'm sorry, um, sir. Yeah, I don't have a suave ass voice at all. You know what I'm saying? I just know how to speak well. That's it. But. Yeah, man, R and B, bro. It's like, oh God, people need to appreciate it more. It's it's not a dying form. There's so many new people out that we need to pay attention to. Like, there's more than Justin Timberlake. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you got Andrew Day, you got Luke James, you got Roe James. You you get so many people. You know what I'm saying? And you know what's the other thing too about it is because um, since R and B is now getting so tied up with other types of music, mm-hmm. like it starts what? because. It has to. They're, yeah. trying, they're trying to make it t- transition. There's not right. that, that many soul singers. Yeah, like, that, and I was about to say, it's not. I, I don't know. Do you think it lost its soul? Nope. It's just commercially, yes, yeah. but musically, no, because yeah. there's a lot of people I listen to. Like, you still got Miguel. Right. You got Frank Ocean, who just dropped an amazing album. You have Luke James, who's still killing shit, which I can't wait to see him in a new edition movie. There's so many people. Oh, but we didn't they, even talk about new edition. New yeah, edition was like. We, but then you get. Justin Timberlake pushed on us, which he's very talented. Mm. But I say, let's be honest, y'all whitewashed a lot of our shit. Why are you trying to take something else? You know right. what I'm saying? So it is what it is. But uh, for for all that, man, we already know R and B is great. Uh, getting off of that, you sir have an amazing show on RageWorks.net too. I do. You have uh, the regular season sports cast. I do. Yes, and you just recently hit uh, fifty episodes. Yeah, man, fifty and fifty episodes. It's like. Uh it's like coming third in a uh, two-man race. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, but you still tried your best. It's like that racer that uh, the dude that was speed walking and shitted himself yeah. fell out. <laughs> it's, like, it's trying to, it's trying to like, fight somebody in an ass-kicking contest with uh, no legs. It's just... Uh, but not nah, kicking it, though. Yeah, right? But 50, 50 episodes, man. I didn't even think I would get past 10. Right. Because, you know, of the hiccups that occurred or whatever. But to be 50 in... And plus, with people like you, of course, and mm-hmm. you know, people who have come down and supported and been a part and the fan base growing, it, it, it just is like, uh, can't stop now. Most so, definitely. Gotta Most keep definitely. going. Just keep Shit. going, man. Just keep going. And of course, you'll get more than fifty episodes. Oh, so, please! For everybody who doesn't know, if you follow sports, if you like uh, basketball, wrestling, whatever, uh, trsspodcast.com. And if you just like dopey opinions and goofy bits and 
ridiculous banter. If you want to laugh, there you, you go. That's CRSS podcast. I've never been a statistician, but I've been one who's been very opinionated. That's one thing I can say about that. Factual, very factuals. opinionated. So you guys make sure you check that out. Uh, he's a big part of RageWorks family, and it's nothing but dopeness coming from that. So RageWorks.net, uh, TRSS podcast.com with my guy Jay the Red Santee. Uh, how much time we got left? Five more minutes. Five more minutes, I can keep talking. Yeah, he, All right, he, so he, I just want to let y'all know that, you know what I'm saying? My fam, my family is large. I definitely need y'all to support, you know what I'm saying? We coming from dope shit. So uh, big shout out to everybody who I reached out to be on on my show and hasn't responded to me yet. I really? Appreciate Not, all yet? Y'all. Not yet? Not <laughs> uh, yet. Because I'm about to tell all y'all niggas I can eat a dick <laughs> fast. They, they, people don't understand that I'm. About, a lot of people about to join the Eat a Dick Club real quick. Is that going to be an exclusive club? It's going to be exclusive for a few people because I'm getting tired of these Hollywood niggas out here. It's like, listen, I got a resume. You don't. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even act like I'm better than anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? So let's 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 cut that shit out. But uh, to everybody listening, I appreciate all you guys. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, this, this, this show is literally made through creative eyes. It's all about my life. Anybody in the show... Has affected my life in some way, shape, or form. So I'm ready to fucking kill a culture and own shit. And let's just keep it going, man. I appreciate all of y'all. Uh, call me when it's over. dot com. You know what I'm saying? Uh, follow me. Uh, what's your, bit, bit, real, real quick? Besides uh, trsspodcast.com, what are the social media handles for for the show? For Facebook is the regular season sportscast. Is an open group page is where we all talk shit about sports and all that. Uh, got at regular season sports on Instagram also have on Twitter RWJ Santee mm-hmm. be sure you check out on Snapchat Waterbed Red and be sure you check out the YouTube page with exclusive content that comes it's been coming daily now like this that machine is growing big as well the YouTube page at the regular season sportscast and make sure you check us out at rageworks.net call me when it's over dot com Dope shit. Just every everybody who participates, everybody who's been part of of just the machine at RageWorks, the TRSs, and everything else. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for everything. And you started off. And yeah. Yeah. You, you're you're the wave, man. Uh, I, the wave. How could I not? I, I, I mean, not, I, I mean, not a not a not a wave that's gonna die at the shoreline. No. This is like a tsunami. Yeah. I'm yo, bro. Yeah, I only yeah. believe in greatness. Everything I do, everything I t- I believe I have the Midas touch. I believe I, have, I, I I believe so. Like I'm a dope ass painter. I speak very well. I touch well. I smell well, hopefully. I do. I think I smell, yeah, smell well. well. I smell well. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, man, I only expect dopeness from everybody and any in my corner, not just myself. I'm pushing everybody. So everybody needs to keep doing dope shit so we can own dope shit and just have everything of our own. <clears throat> um, I'm sorry to tell you this, Red, but Snapchat's going to die soon. It is? Oh, Snapchat's going to die soon. Snapchat's going to die soon, so... Yeah, follow my Instagram stories. Make sure y'all pay attention to my Instagram. <laughs> uh, J O S I E S B O Y, all one word. Hashtag your girl's favorite. Shout out to my boy, uh, Push, Push the Guy, who came out to come see me. Uh, everybody, I just did a new mural. Go check it out. It's on 1009 Broadway in Brooklyn on the corner of Willoughby, right next to Papa John's. Go check it out. Of course, you know which one is mine. If you're on the J train going towards Myrtle, just look to your right. Uh, any woman who takes a picture in front of my uh, in front of my painting and hashtag your girl's favorite artist and tag me in it, I may have a surprise for you. Ooh. A hug. Oh. Drink it in. <laughs> uh, until next time, guys, I'm your girl's favorite artist, Josie's Boy, a.k.a. the King of Stroke Style. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on all that good stuff. You know, link into the bio. Call me on silver.com. Keep painting. Let God handle the framing. And until next time, I am out. So, I holla.
me when it's over.